Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Key Orion. I'm the man who is obsessed with making dope music and teaching you how to make your own. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. This is my last episode recording in Colombia, at least for now, and as you can tell from the description, we've got quite the psychedelic adventure to dive into. Um, but I wanna I wanna preface this from the from the very top of the episode from the from the beginning that I'm not going to dive into all of the gritty details of the ceremony because I want there to still be some. It's a very I think I believe it's a very sacred, a very spiritual journey and a very spiritual practice, and so this is something that I I want to respect that. And I want to respect the sacredness of it. So I'm going to dive into, you know, y'all know me. I, this is kind of like gonzo journalism in a way. Like I dive in head first in terms of these experiences. And I'll tell you what my experience was. In my experience, I'll give you the full nitty gritty details. But in regards to the actual ceremony itself, I want to leave some of the mystique, some of the mystery around the ceremony. So that way... You, there are still some surprises, right? I want there to be at least something left for you to discover on your own. I think there are, it's good to have expectations and to know what you're getting into, but I also think it's it's cool to have some piece that that, that is exciting and maybe a little bit unexpected that I think there's some, some magic there still. So let's dive into it. This is something that I know is a very controversial topic. A lot of people view this as... People have different perceptions about psychedelics in general and about ayahuasca, but ayahuasca is a, it's also called yagi, yahi, if I'm saying it right, I'm not exactly sure, but it's, uh, it's pretty much, it's very similar, some, it's, you know, all from the Amazon, some is done, it's, it's a different name if you're in Brazil or if you're in Colombia, if you're in Peru, but it's pretty much a very similar experience from the two, so I'm just going to be calling it ayahuasca. And that's, that's kind of the, the idea behind this was to have a spiritual experience because I've been looking for something like this for a while. And even six months ago during my birthday, I did psychedelics for the first time because I've been looking for some answers. I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm at a crossroads and I want to I want to be the best version of myself that I can be, and I believe that a lot of that, I sometimes you need to hear the harsh truths about yourself or see see your your weak points or, or or where you're making mistakes to improve, right? And to be hungry for that feedback, I think is really important. And this is what how I view psychedelics as a tool to achieve those sorts of results that I'm looking for because there's a disassociative quality to them where you kind of remove from yourself. I would say you have a physical being, this handsome devil, which is my which is my kind of carrier of my soul. And I believe that that's they they they're together but but separate. And I think that psychedelics do a good job in my small experience with them, 
of of creating that distinction better and also giving you the opportunity to see yourself easier you you I don't I wouldn't say dissolve but you're able to at least in my experience and again all this is from my experience everybody's experience is completely different but for me you're able to to remove your your ego in a way it's still there I'm still you're still aware of it but you're able to at least see it more than right now in kind of day-to-day life that's why I have a meditation practice I think those are are helpful we often feel or think or believe in things and aren't even aware that we are thinking or feeling those things they just it's just it's kind of that one step removed that kind of metacognition that I think psychedelics for me have been incredibly helpful for so a little backstory on the medicine. Ayahuasca, if you're going to do it, there are, a lot, there are different ways to approach it. But the one that I wanted to approach it with was as I wanted to take it as seriously as I could. And so often they have you do this ayahuasca diet. It's pretty much eating clean. It's very similar to how I normally eat, but without red meat. And I just took, I just did no meat in general, but it's pretty much no caffeine, no alcohol, no other drugs, no sex. Obviously that's with anybody else or with yourself and no sugar, no salt, but I am a salt fiend. So I still ate some salt, but I cut out sugar. I cut everything, everything else. I was back on my monk mode, no problem. And I did the diet maybe three weeks ago. Now I did it. I was getting ready to go to my ayahuasca experience, but I was so sick. I, I had to bail, and then I found this other one with a guide who I met at the men's circle out here in Medellin. His name is Ivailo. He's the man. If you are curious about this experience as well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just preface this from the rip. If you are if you want to have this uh, an experience with ayahuasca, I highly recommend this experience that I that I was able to participate in with Ivailo. And so feel free to message me if you have other questions. I'm happy to tell you more gritty details. But message me about it. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer whatever you got. But this experience was exactly, I think, what I needed it to be. Although, I'll also say it was probably one of the most challenging nights of my entire life. So, did the diet. And a week before going with this guide, Divilo, he has a pre-ceremony meetup where you meet the other group. It's about up to 15 people. You meet the other people in your group and you talk about intentions. You talk about your previous experience, your expectations, uh, doubts, any of that sort of stuff. Ivalo walks you through the what the process kind of looks like, tells you about the shaman and transportation, all that, you know, the, the more gritty details in terms of the schematics. And then also you have the spiritual piece. And because ayahuasca is such an energy piece, you know, such a, such a, intense experience, I think for me, it was really helpful to have a chance to bond with these people before having this experience because you got, you got to know what people were coming in it for, which I found was really helpful. And there was one couple in particular who was incredibly vulnerable during that first sharing set that, that our sharing circle. And for me, I felt like that totally set the tone. I felt much closer to them and then everybody else, I think, felt okay to share. And it was also really interesting then during the experience, when you see people, you can, you can, you almost can imagine what kind of a journey they're on. But needless to say, 
we met up. This was not this, not this. I'm recording this on Tuesday. This wasn't yesterday, Monday. This was a week before. So you meet on Monday, and then you have the experience together on Friday. So what, we all met up and went out to the finca, where it was the where the shaman holds these ceremonies, and it's a. As soon as you come in to the the ceremony space, it feels almost like you're in a kind of different dimension because it's there's no you know electronics. It all feels very traditional, and at that point, everybody stopped talking for the most part. It was still pretty quiet. There's a fire pit in the middle. They have some some bathrooms outside, but it's pretty much one big room, and you have a like a little cot to kind of lie on with blankets and pillows and all that sort of stuff. So you kind of put your stuff down, you sit around the circle, and you get introduced to the shaman, and, and you just kind of have, it's kind of a, a time to kind of meditate and, and mentally prepare. And so uh, some other things happen, which again, I'll, I'll leave those to your imagination. And then you get called up one at a time to take the medicine. And the shaman blesses it, and then you, it was like a small shot, and you knock it back. And then you wait for the magic to happen. And so a part of this experience, a very traditional piece to expect from this experience, a lot of psychedelics, at least in my experience, have they there's like you're you're it's a little uncomfortable in your stomach. Your body is like it's trying to like make sense of what it is. And ayahuasca, one of the one of the typical pieces of it is this purge is that it you're going to you're going to throw up you're going to vomit and i didn't want to be the first one and so our guide told us Ivalo, he's like hey if you can hold on to it hold on to it for you know as long as you can and and you don't want to pop right away right you don't want to like take the medicine and 5 minutes later throw up unless that's your thing but in my mind i was like okay kia like don't be the first one to throw up i was like i'm going to hold on to this and see how long i can ride this wave. I also brought my eye mask and my earplugs because I, I knew I, other people throwing up was probably going to trigger me because I just don't like throwing up. I've, I can remember every time in my life when I have thrown up before, I could probably count them on one hand. It's like a very physical thing for me. It's like a very intense experience, like mildly traumatic almost in a way. And I always kind of like get the, I like start shaking. I can't, got like these full body convulsions. It's not just like a, bleh. I'm like, it's like a retching, right? It's in, it's intense. So I'm lying down. I got my eye mask earplugs in, and I'm like, I'm just going to ride this and wait until she kicks in. And it was probably 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, and I start to feel that stomach pain, that intense stomach pain. And I just start breathing. I'm working on my breathing techniques. That was my key to the night was the key to my ayahuasca experience was in through the nose, out through the mouth. That was like, that was my mantra for the entire night was like, find your breath, come back to your breath. If you ever meditated before, a way that I would, I would compare this to that is almost, it's like a super meditation where you, you, you get that same kind of a, uh, removal 
like of yourself. Like I'd imagine it almost like an arbiter. That's how I would describe it. It's like you're an arbiter of yourself and of your thoughts. And our guide also had this really good piece of advice. He said, feel it, don't think it, which also kept echoing in my mind. But because it's psychedelic, you can kind of start to get lost out in spiritual world. And I would always say, hey, like bring it back, bring it back to, you know, it would like ground me again, bring it back to the breath. So about an hour in, I'm feeling this intense stomach pain. It's, I'd say it's crippling. It's like very, it's like a, it's a nausea more than anything. It's, it's intense, dude. Like it's rough. It's, I'm very, at the, at the, at that moment, about an hour, hour and a half in, I'm not thinking of, I'm not like having a lot of like crazy external thoughts because I have to be super present just to kind of make it through that stomach pain. I'm just like, each breath, I'm like very present, very concentrated on. I'm like there, I'm like breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. And that, you know, it, it is psychedelics kind of, excuse me, for me, they kind of come in waves. And they'll kind of come, it's like, I'd, I wrote in my journal, I'm going to show you guys some of my notes here in a second. It's almost like boxing, I'd imagine it as well. I'd imagine it as surfing and boxing, where boxing is almost like you hop into the ring and you have like a couple minutes you're like in it and you're there it's intensity and it's focused and then you get like some time off to like chill get ready for the next round kind of surfing in that same way as like you have like a you ride the wave and then you come back and and you're chilling but for the first i'd say three hours it was an intense battle with myself because the stomach pain was so bad that then I wanted to purge. I wanted to throw up. But because of either my mental block to it or maybe I was afraid to. I don't know exactly what it was, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't let go. And that, I think, is one of the, the pivotal pieces to the medicine is learning how to let go. And that, at least for some other people, I think, or are able to do that much better. For me, because I am a bit of a, I live in my head. I'm an overanalyzer, a logical guy. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm a feeler. I'm an, I'm an emotional guy, but also everyone knows me. I'm part robot, right? Everything's planned out. I have my times for this. I have my schedule for that. Like, um, I eat the same. You know, I'm a, I'm, I like control. And the ayahuasca was not about that. Like, the ayahuasca was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> bitch, I'm in control now. Like, you, like... I'm going to, I'm going to show you, you're going to learn today. So I, it just kind of slowly broke me in that regard, just physically. And then that mental piece too, like I was saying, because you are aware of your own thoughts and your own yourself. I ended up having, I, I was almost narrating my entire experience to myself, almost like a big brother. I wrote that in my journal too. It was almost like a big brother to myself, but because the DMT which is the active ingredient, is so strong, it affects people differently physically as well. For me, I was, for me, it felt like I was sedated, like super, like heavy, heavy. Everything really, like I would want to go to the bathroom, but like I like couldn't get up kind of stuff. Like you're like, I want to go to the bathroom, but it feels like so much effort. You're like, I'm just going to shit in my pants. Like, it's just, like, it's too much effort to try to get up and go to the bathroom. Fortunately, that never happened. But 
there there wasn't there were so many times when I just felt like I just didn't I couldn't move which was crazy but here's the thing I did the experience as well I brought one of my good friends who I live with who I've told you before he's like my favorite um, Russian mob boss his name's Vlad and we live in the same building we're homies we box together we kick it a lot and we you know we we exchange ideas but we're com- we're very different he's I, I make the analogy he's like my Ty- he's like my Brad Pitt in Fight Club he's like my Tyler Durden he's like tatted like has like these crazy head tattoos he's big he's handsome he has these like piercing blue eyes a ladies man he's just like he's just like he's my version of Brad Pitt if I'm Edward Norton and he pushes me in that same regard and that he'll kind of you know it's kind of like a it's like a it's like a a mental kind of sparring in a way. He likes that challenge. I'm not sure if it's the Russian in him, but it's, you know, he doesn't let, he doesn't let things go easily in that regard. Like he's gonna, he's gonna challenge you on stuff. And so we want, I was like, Vlad, let's do this together. And so I bring, I say that to say, our, our experiences were completely different. I remember at one point, so just to paint the picture, you're, you're, you all have like these kind of cots and they're all on the outside of this fire, which is in the middle of the, the structure. And there are these amazing musicians that are playing these songs, like traditional ayahuasca folk songs, I think. I actually don't know because I couldn't understand the lyrics very well. But they're like, they're like these fast-paced songs. They're, like, they're, 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 they're intense. They're like, it's not like lo-fi chill beats. Like they're intense songs and they're, they had all these instruments that go in. I had a flute. I'll talk about the music in a little bit. But the music was actually super helpful because the music was also very grounding, meaning it kind of brought you back to reality, brought you back to the space when you started maybe get a little lost. And certain chords just resonated. But I say that to say there are people sitting around the fire, the musicians sitting around the fire, and but I'm still over my cot at this point. I'm still lying down. I haven't gotten up. And I remember just opening, it took like a lot of strength to open my eyes and I look up at the circle and I just, I see Vlad like standing up and he has his arms crossed and he's just like nodding like to the music. He's almost like, like just kind of like dancing, like this kind of like back and forth, like he's getting ready to like go into a fight or something like that. <laughs> like I couldn't even like stand up by myself at this point. I'm like super sedated. I'm like trying to breathe through stomach pain. Vlad, Vlad also drank two cups. So he's had a double dose and I'm, I'm on my single dose. It's knocked me on my ass and Vlad is like up and he's like ready to like dance with the devil or something like that. So it was just, it affects everybody super different. Eventually, there are ladies, these, these really sweet Colombian women that were working the ceremony, and they help, they help you if you throw up, they, clean, they take your bucket, give you a new one, they give you, you know, uh, stuff if you, to clean up if you need it, they'll help you to the bathroom, to your bed, cut, like, tuck you in, whatever you need, they're like angels. So I wave one over, and she kind of helps me to the bathroom. Also, a quick aside, speaking of Vlad, Vlad and I had done some boxing sparring earlier that week. On Monday and he had at one point he had he had clocked me and I was wearing my mouth guard but I cut my gums on my teeth and so I had my gums I have like blood on my pillowcase actually now from last week every night my gums would open up and I would start bleeding in my mouth and throughout the week it would sometimes open up and and but it wasn't anything too crazy except at the ceremony the cut opened up again, so I'm ble- I'm swallowing blood throughout the entire ceremony. 
And so I'm, I'm like laying there, like swallowing blood, being in my mind, like being like trying to work through this intense nausea and pain. You're also, I don't, I don't have any visions like that when I do psychedelics, but you know, you're also, things are kind of like expanding and contracting a little bit. So anyways, I helped to the bathroom and I didn't want to throw up in front of everybody because like I said, when I do it, it's, it's hard. It's like I throw up, it's like a whole body thing. And this is also interesting too, of like how everything is a performative, like even when we're all in this like intimate psychedelic space and I'm still aware of what other people are thinking of me or like aware of how of like disturbing other people from me throwing up. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to throw up in front of everybody. Let me go out to the bathrooms. Plus the bathrooms are outside. It was kind of intense in that space. So I was like, let me go outside and I'll throw up in, in the bathroom and, um, in the toilet and do my thing separately. But I, it's crazy. I get out there and I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I'm like leaning over the toilet bowl. I'm like spitting blood into the toilet. I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, like, what did you get yourself into? Second of all, I'm having this internal dialogue of like, Kia, why can't you let go? Like, it's like this, it's, it's like a cyclical thought of being like frustrated with myself that like, I want to do this. I want to be in it. I want to have this, this, this true experience and the purging, the whole thing. And, and because I still am who I am, like mentally, there's like this block where I can't seem to, I can't, my body can't, I'll, I'll, I'll be shaking. I'll have those full body convulsions I was telling you about before, but it's like my brain has clamped down on the narrative that like, I'm not going to throw up or like, hold on or something like that. And so I'm just, it's like, it's like this intensity that's inside of you that wants to get out, but it can't. And I'm just, I'm having, I'm like having a, a reckoning, a self reckoning that, I need to learn to let go. I'm like, Kia, this is the lesson. Learn to let go. Like, like ride the wave, man. And that thing I was talking about surfing before is I feel like for me, when I would go, when I was inside and watching the guy, Divilo, the guy who was kind of providing experience, he was also drinking though. He was so functional and he was like tending to the fire. He was playing music. He was helping people. It's like when you're a pro surfer compared to like a beginning surfer. Like I would just like watch the waves come and be like, here it comes, crash. <laughs> or like he was actually like able to like ride with the way, you know what I mean? Like he's actually like riding the wave and like being able to like kind of, if you've never done psychedelics, I know this doesn't make any sense, but if you have, you know exactly what I mean of like learning to just like kind of rock with it. But I'm so intense, kind of tense as is that like it, I like couldn't seem to let that go. And it was just like breaking me down slowly. And I'm having this kind of mental self-reckoning, but I'm like, it's just not going to happen. So let me, I was like, maybe this is my experience. This is my story. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to sit outside. It was a full moon. It was beautiful. The weather was, it was, it was nice outside inside. It started to get intense with the fire and the music and everything. So I was like, let me sit outside. And then eventually a guy comes out and gets me and brings me in. And they had this like mid-ceremony um, thing, which I'm not going to talk about too much. Again, I'm leaving some up to, 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 for you to discover on yourself. But they had like a little mid-ceremony kind of like break. And, and at that point, then I ended up sitting by the fire. And this was when I 
I started to get a lot of the gems that I ended up getting from the ceremony. The first half, I would say, was just being in the moment with the pain and also learning about the letting go and the self-reckoning piece. And then I'm like, Kia, this is such a superpower. The, to be, the medicine gives you different experiences, different people. For me, it was an incredible clarity. It was almost like you could, I could ask it direct questions. Should I do this? Yes. Do I do this? No. How, like, who, like, how do I feel about this? This is how you feel about that. And so it was just like, it should be like, this is what it is. And this is what it, you just like get answers. It's almost like you're a hard drive. This is how one, somebody described it in the group. You're like an open hard drive, just like downloading data. And that's exactly how I felt. So I, I, that's when I finally was able to muster up enough courage to go get my journal but i'm going to show you like you probably can't even see it but i'm showing this up the camera if you're just on the audio podcast and it just looks like it looks like a mad like scribblings of a madman but certain stuff i would write and then just underline it like be grateful for yourself or something like that and so i just had all these notes i ended up going through on my phone the next day and figuring them out but at that point, I'm, I'm still struggling with the, with the pain, the stomach pain, and, but I'm, I'm like, just ignore that and just like really try to focus on the gems, write down some ideas. And so all the men have this little mid-ceremony thing, and then all the women have this little kind of mid-ceremony event, and then we're all sitting around the fire, and the music has stopped, and it's almost like just to spite me. Before, because I was like, I don't want to throw up in front of everybody. Everybody's pretty much thrown up at this point. Like, everybody's purged. It's almost, it's like kind of on like the second half of the adventure. So people aren't really throwing up anymore. And so just to spite me, I think that's when the ayahuasca, she's like, oh, now you're throwing up. And it just like snuck up on me and I was like, oh, here we go. And so the guy who wanted to like go outside and like discreetly do my thing is the guy who ends up like throwing up in front of everybody (laughs) at the, like, just like at, at the, at the, at the perfect time. And it was like no music, all everybody's around the fire. Everybody's like there and aware. And that's when I kind of lose it in front of everybody. But because the way psychedelics work, I was saying like the separation of soul and body, my body, I was just like holding my head in my hands for a long time, sitting on these benches around the fire. And my mind and my soul would be off working on stuff. I would be off asking it, you know, asking her questions, getting answers, processing the data. And so when I actually did have to throw up, I almost didn't even realize it. Like, it's hard to describe, but I almost was separated from the physical experience where I just like threw up and then forgot that I did it like a minute later because I was so not physically there throwing up. I was like off in soul universe. And so it was actually the most painless time I've ever had throwing up in my life. I was just like... I threw up and then the, one of the Colombian angels came over and just like took my bucket, wiped me off. And then I was just like back into my zone, like thinking about stuff. And I I would be like, did I, did that happen? Did I throw up already? It was just like, it was, it happened so fast and kind of snuck up on me. And then, and it was so pleasant for the lack of the better word that I just almost just like happened and disappeared. It was almost like a non-issue. Another lesson of like, I think we often make things up to be more in our mind than they actually are. 
But then at that point, I was still nauseous and I still continue to have those like intense waves of nausea, but it was much better because I didn't, I wasn't so focused on just making it through the pain that then I got some crazy gems and like, I won't share all of them with you, but, um, and there's a lot that I'm sure that I'll still continue to, to work through. But a couple of them were, there were guys in the group that I happened to connect with. And I just had these insights about other men in the group, like about Vlad and his role. I had some about the guide and they were all, they were all good things. Like some were very real things, but also very, very like good things to be aware of, I think. And each guy, I just kind of had these like insights about them. And then at one point a girl started laughing and I remember hearing that and feeling at the moment because you're like, you're like, you're in it. Like it's, this isn't a pleasant experience necessarily. Like it's painful. It's like you're, it's hard, but you're on this journey kind of all together. You're all kind of like working through it. But I heard this girl laughing and she, her laughter, like she made my, she made my night. Like that laughter was so potent, especially being on ayahuasca. It was like the most beautiful thing. And I just felt overcome with this appreciation for women. I even wrote it down. It was like, appreciate women. I'm just like, how much women, I just, you know, you'll have these kind of insights on it. of being like, how much women put up with, you know, our bullshit, our, you know, how patient they are, um, you know, how wise they are. And just appreciating them, even for the parts that, that, you know, drive you crazy and just being beautiful. And I was like, I'm obsessed with women. Like, it was just... I just felt so connected to women in that moment and so grateful for them. And there were other emotional pieces too where, you know, I felt a lot of gratitude at one point for my mom and it, at one point for my ex. I actually started getting really emotional. I, I started crying at one point thinking about these really beautiful memories with my ex. You're just very emotionally in tune. So normally these things I can think about and be like, yeah, man, that was really nice. But they're almost like, they're like emotions, but on steroids almost. Like you feel it hard, good and bad. And so there were a lot of experiences, a lot of downloads. I don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing just yet with you guys. Certain things I like kind of want to, I want to think about if I want to share them with you or not, possibly in a future episode, about myself that were really hard to accept and to even look at. But I wrote it in my journal too. I wrote it down that I wrote, it knows you. In ayahuasca, when she's inside of you, she scans, this is what the shaman told us too, she scans you. And I, it's hard to describe, but there are certain things that you might think about yourself that's different than truly knowing. The idea of thinking or believing and the difference between knowing in that regard, where I realized, and like I said before, the kind of the performative piece of how I was like, wanting to go to the bathroom to throw up, but how every time you interact with somebody, it's partly performative. Like that, like this, we're all a manifestation of a person we've created. And I realized at the same time, how much I was performing for myself meaning how much I was telling myself things or doing things, wanting to do things or trying to do things to appease myself, but that they also weren't necessarily like deep, deep down, deep down the truth. 
And that's where I think ayahuasca can be super powerful. And this is to where something even around the music of like wanting to pursue music, but then seeing, you're able to see your actions, see where you self-sabotage, or maybe certain elements where I think that I'm a certain type of way, and I also be like, nah, bitch, like, <laughs> this is what you really are. Like, you need to face up to that and own up to that and like be responsible about that. And then now that you know it, I've shown it to you, how can we work on it? But it, it's like, she doesn't let you bullshit yourself. And that is really hard, but it's really powerful. And so there was a lot of moments of that. And I felt like, I felt like also wrote a, took a note of this. I felt like it was a spotlight, like this super spotlight that I could shine on what I wanted to. Like I said, I had this internal narrative and while maybe this is everybody's experience, maybe some people are better at kind of letting themselves fully over to it. I was never not conscious of what I was doing. I was never not conscious of what I was thinking. And so in the moment, I also wrote in my journal too. I wrote, we're in it, we're, it, we're doing this in it to get better. Don't run from it. Because I could sit there and just let my mind go and just let my mind go wherever it wanted to and just kind of float off into the ether. But I, like I said, I, I wanted this as an experience to learn. And so I would say, okay, like, nah, dude, like, like, we're, this is painful, but we're in it to get better. Don't run from it. Like, use it. Like, I would say this to myself, like, Kia, what do we want to work on? Like, don't waste this. You walk through fire to get to this point where you get almost like this super, you get like this super sense of clarity. I was like, we have this super clarity. What do we want to work on? And then I could kind of point it to different issues. Like, like I was saying, like one was with mom. There's like, mom. Figured out a couple conversations I want to have with mom, feeling incredibly grateful, blah, blah, blah. It's like taken care of, cool, on to the next one. It was like stuff about my ex, figure that out, cool, on to the next one. So even with the women, choo, 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 figure that out, on to the next one. And it's just like you have these topics that you can kind of get super clarity on and she'll tell you the answers, which was crazy. And so it was it was a just crazy gems, even about art and self-love, self-belief, um, certain things that I, you know, conversations that I need to have with different people, different things like that, that I thought were really powerful. Um, but a lot was also really difficult to, to accept. There are things that you know, but maybe you don't want to know. But at the same time, I think, like I said, where I'm at, they're important because the only way, one of my favorite quotes is, as a recent one was dropped on me, I even said, I think I might have said this last week, but it was until you make the unconscious conscious, it's like you like you, you walk along and call it fate or something like that. But pretty much like you don't, you aren't aware, you don't know what you don't know. And so to be able to have those types of objective, that objective perspective, even if it's you inside it, kind of dictating where the medicine goes, your to get those answers was really powerful. So I had that journaling session and then I was like, okay, I'm ready to like lie down again and kind of ride this thing the rest of the way out. So lie down, put my eye mask on and then just had, I continued to get downloads, but it was... It was, I never slept. I never fell asleep. The guy next to me 
was he was like off in dreamland snoring away psychedelics make me very present very aware i'm very much i'm very much in my mind but also just like just like i there's no way that i would be able to sleep and so i was up for the whole night and got some crazy gems there's still a lot to process and the whole next day i was sensitive i was like very emotionally sensitive um also like sensitive to food and stuff like that. I didn't eat too much, but even like driving, riding back, I was like still a little bit kind of queasy and nauseous. But that's what I said before in terms of, I think it was one of the most challenging experiences I've ever had, but also one of the most transformative at the same time. It, in regards of, it's not like I left and I was like, I'm a changed man, but I left and I was like, wow, now I know, I have a lot more knowledge of self, and I know I have, I felt like a sense of direction. I was like, I know what I need to work on. And the shaman said, before we even had the ceremony, he was like, this is a 50, 50 relationship. He's like, the medicine is going to show you what you need to work on. But the other 50% is you actually doing the work following up and, and for lack of a better term, executing on it. He didn't say it in quite business terms like that, but that's pretty much, that was the gist of it was it's like, this is a, this is a 50, 50 relationship and she'll know if you don't do the work, if you come back and don't do the work, like she's going to punish you for it. And so it's definitely an experience I would, I would want to do again. It was intense and it's physically, some people had a very gentle experience. Mine was brutal. Mine was really, like I said, she broke me. It was this lesson in in control and physically I was, I was pretty wrecked, but the day after was a little better. Yesterday was a little better today. I'm, I'm better too. I'm getting better. So I would definitely recommend it. I, I think the next time I'll do it is again, when I'm at these kind of crossroads, because I just feel like it, you get a lot of answers, at least in my experience in this one time, I don't know if it, you get that every time, I had some people in my ceremony that that didn't have an experience like that at all, and they just they they spoke to they had a chance to speak to deceased loved ones, or certain people had visions of animals and different things. I, I've never been a visions guy. At one point, I had a mental image of like a skeleton with a bandana and a big gray mustache, like a big gray mustache, a skeleton riding like a Harley Davidson, <laughs> but it wasn't like I saw it like in front of me or anything like that. It just, I just like, it, it was an image that just like popped in my head. I was like, what is that doing there? Um, but a lot of people did. So I, this is not, I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice, but if you are curious about it, I would highly recommend it. Just be mentally ready in case you do have a challenging experience um, and come in with an intention. I think that's a good a good place to start is to come in knowing at least having a direction where you want to go. And there were definitely times when she was like, nah, nah, nah. Like I, I had like business stuff I wanted to do in intention. And she's like, nah, we're not, we're, we're not worried about business right now and marketing. She's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're breaking down what you need to focus on for you. And so it was kind of like to hell with good intentions. But I do think it is good to have at least a direction that where you could possibly take it. And 
I'm looking forward to the next one, but it'll definitely be some time because, like I said, I it was especially hard. I think maybe because I don't do that psychedelics that much or drink or anything, maybe I'm just super sensitive to it. My just like sensitive dude, and so I just think it had an especially powerful effect on me. But very glad I did it. Very appreciative that I was able to have that experience. And in the notes, in the ones I've written down, I think there's a lot of future gold there that I just haven't necessarily realized yet and that I think will continue to process for me as the year goes on. But I know, you know, wrapping this thing up, I know already that I'm, that I'm ready to, to, to make some behavior change off of this in regards to there was a time when I was like, okay, Kia, let's think about what we want, like out of life, out of this next chapter. Like, let's do some vision work on it. Cause I knew I'd get really clear visuals and clear answers and being able to see what life could be was really cool. And at least now kind of knowing what I need to get there. And also one of the times when she was kind of slapping me around, it was like, no dude, like this is the truth was needing to make drastic changes in regards to my behavior around my career if I actually want to have one. Like spending more time on the marketing and the whole self-belief. Like she was like, why don't you believe in yourself type of stuff? And I was like, it was just like, it's just these these really intense moments of truth that I think will will help me in this next phase, especially because it's a new year. All these things that are kind of showing me that I need to, I need to create change in my life if I want to do what I say I want to do. And that was part of it too, where she was like, hey, you're not living, you're not living true to your word, man. Like I talk a lot of game, but don't necessarily have the, the, I don't have the walk to show it yet. And so that was part of it. It was like, are you really in this thing? Like then show me. So that was that. My first uh, ayahuasca experience. Excited for the next one. Headed home this week, this Friday, going back to upstate New York to live with mom and pop for probably a month. And then I'm thinking of coming back here to Medellin and hopefully going to be joined by a buddy, get back into some boxing, and then we'll see what the next chapter holds. But we're really going to put the effort into start creating, being more intentional about creating the life that I envision and want for myself. Because there's another thing realized too is like I'm here in a good way but also radical responsibility in that like things aren't just going to change thinking about it because you want them to but you are in full control of your reality so if you want things to change you're here because of the consequence of your actions but that you can also get to there through consequence of your actions too if you make the right ones thank you for tuning in as always, if you've got questions, holler at me at Kia Orion, everywhere on social media. You know where to find me. I apologize if I offended anybody in this. This was my experience. Uh, if you have questions about the experience, feel free to um, send them my way. I'm all ears. And, uh, or if you just want to hate on it, that's cool too. Helps the algorithm. So uh, thanks for tuning in if you made it this far. Appreciate y'all. You're a real one. All right. Check you in a minute. Peace.